Welcome back to Crazy Faith Talk. I'm Erica. I'm Sarah. And I'm Steve. So we have been in this series about spiritual gifts for a while now. We've kind of helped define it. And now we've been looking more closely at a few of these spiritual gifts as is outlined in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Last week, we took a look at knowledge and wisdom and faith. What are we going to look at today? So today we're going to just keep plowing through the list that uh, our older brother in the faith, Paul, gives us. Last time after wisdom and knowledge and faith, Paul continues on in the second half of uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 9, um, to another, gifts of healing by the one spirit, and to another, the working of miracles. So whatever healing means and whatever the working of miracles means, that's where we're headed next. And I'm, I'm a little bit I'm feeling a little bit like we need to buckle up because this feels like we've gone from pretty uh, broad, low-key kind of spiritual gifts to something that is a lot more noticeable with a lot more pyrotechnics and um, that is a lot more, um, I guess, ripe with good possibilities, but also with dangers. (laughs) Okay. I have a quick clarifying question. Okay. For the gift of healing... Is this saying that, oh, I've been healed, so the gift is mine, the person who is healed? Or is it somebody else laying hands on the sick person who has the gift of healing, who either through like modern medicine or just laying on of hands or whatever, is that the person with the gift of healing, the person who is the healer? Does, does that does that question make sense? Like, is this spiritual gift for somebody who being healed or somebody doing the healing? It's the healer who gives the gift to the person who's healed. So the gift serves both people, but it's the person that does the healing, the laying on of hands is the one that has the gift. Oh, okay. That I, I, I think that fits the way the phrasing parallels because the, another, the working of miracles suggests that it's God gives the ability to do these things. Although obviously healing as a verb requires both someone who's doing the healing and the person who gets healed. And it seems obvious also to say, well, obviously if you got healed supernaturally by the Holy Spirit, say, thank you. That was a gift. Um, but yeah, that, that, Paul seems to be suggesting, especially if the idea is that spiritual gifts are things for the sake of others, then it seems like the the context suggests this is the, the a gift that allows you to be of use to others in working healing for them. Um, but again, I, I'm not sure that this is um, as reliable as we think of modern medicine being. Like there, there are some ways that we think of modern medicine is when I have... Um, an infection, the doctor prescribes the right antibiotic and almost like clockwork that does what it's supposed to do. The idea of a spiritual gift of healing suggests that it's less like a superpower I can rely on every time and more like, man, every so often something happens in a way that nobody saw that coming. But the only thing we can say is God must have been at work in that situation. We say, thank you for the gift, God. Um, Mm -hmm. But that seems different than um, or at least a, a separate category of healing than someone who 
learn the science well enough to know that an antibiotic is going to help with an infection. That That's also a gift that's worth thanking God for, um, but maybe separate from this conversation here. And that yeah. kind of, I can almost see that being talent, though that's okay. not how we typically think of talent. Like we think of talent as musical or something, yeah. but it's, it's a learned thing. Yeah. Um, you know, versus a, something that is unlearned. It's just, it's purely a gift. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm going to probably a lot in this in this particular episode keep reminding us that God can work through that knowledge. Absolutely. That oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Like, um, and, and I know that I'm going to say this probably a lot in this episode because I, I don't know. I guess the gift of healing, as in laying on of hands, is the one that I am very skeptical about Mm -hmm. like I you know if I was sick I'd rather go to a doctor than somebody who has a tent set up and is offering to lay on hands of people and and heal them if a doctor tells me okay this is incurable like let's just focus on your quality of life from here on out I'm probably going to believe them and like maybe seek one other doctor's opinion but like otherwise be like okay yeah i'm gonna go spend time with my kids and start saying my goodbyes i'm not going to really be looking yeah Yeah, i guess that's where my skepticism Mm -hmm. lies is with this gift in particular i think and maybe if if i could add too as as a, a voice of guarded skepticism in a lot of ways too and i i i guess i want to say like I've seen and experienced so many ways that that this has been abused or like mishandled or treated like snake oil that it's it's hard to it it it's hard to put yourself out of get there get like it's it's hard to believe that there could be a genuine experience of healing when you've seen so many times where it gets abused or it turns out to be a scam or turns out to be it was a plant in the audience who came up and said they were sick and it turned out and like you, you see that enough and eventually you 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 think it, they've all got to be like this and I, I get that gun shyness and yet I guess I want to leave out okay. I'm I'm not ready to close the door to the possibility that God can't more like, I don't want to assume that just because I want something to be true, that it has to be you know, like, just because I want there to be uh, someone in my life with a gift of miraculous healing that there has to be that, that sometimes doesn't happen. So as the probably least skeptical, of us all, <laughs> but still skeptical in some ways, because I mean, I, I have like you, Steve, I've seen them, especially on television, yeah. you know, these healers per se, that you know people fall out quote unquote in the spirit and they wake up and they're healed and they were no more pain everything i i used to be more skeptical skeptical of this than i am now because i have seen it in person mm-hmm. um one of my dear dear friends has this gift and i have seen him use it um actually on one of my parishioners um she had cancer my friend came and preached here on healing prayed for her now it was several months later so we don't know if it was completely just his prayers or if it was his prayers in the combination of medicine which are both valid ways of healing i'm not saying that you know you just rely purely on prayer um but when she was able to have another scan because she had just had one uh she was cancer free mm-hmm. and, and she was and, not and, expected to be ever cancer free 
I, I guess I want to say there are enough times that I've known where something like that happens. Again, not necessarily with somebody went and laid hands on them, but I've known lots of times where somebody says, I went to the doctor and my previous checkup, I had this really terrible cancer and beyond what they expected, it's shrunk or it's gone like, or mm-hmm. whatever that I, however I view the world has to accommodate that reality. Sometimes very, very unlikely, very, very hard to explain kind of things happen. And to me, it seems like an obvious choice to say in, in moments like that, all I can, all, all we can say clearly is thank God in whatever ways God was working. Thank, thanks be to God for that. And I don't know that we need to get more specific or more detailed, like, well, God, did you do it supernaturally or through natural medicine or, but like, okay, we're, we're thankful God that you were at work in this situation or that life happened and that Mm -hmm. we're, we're thankful for that. So yay, God. Um, I guess I can live my day-to-day life in that space of being okay with um, not not knowing more clearly without a message from God. If this was 50% miracle and there's a 50% chemotherapy, um, but more like, okay, th- thanks be to God in, in bu- all those directions all at once. Exactly. Like, you know, we, we'll never know the side of attorney exactly how that healing happened. You know, what percentage was what? <laughs> um you know, but I I truly believe that 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 prayer for my parishioner was a large part of it. Um, you know, again, was medicine part of that too? Maybe. You know, she's been through a lot of experimental treatments that weren't doing anything. So, mm-hmm. um, but the same friend prayed for me a couple years ago when I was about to, you know, when I was preparing to have surgery, and I still needed to have surgery. Yeah, and that you that know, I think is is my concern my guardrail about not turning the gift of healing into like a superpower that every time on demand I mean like man superman can fly anytime he wants to but that's not how this this gift of healing thing works in it certainly not even in the in the scriptures i mean like there there's times where um, a, a healing happens and there's times when people die and the Bible mm-hmm. doesn't seem to say find a holy person and just follow them around and all your maladies will go away but in certain moments man healing happened we, you say thanks be to God for that and yet we also live in a world where sometimes we die sometimes the sickness doesn't get better oh even Jesus there are places where he couldn't do miracles of healing um, for various reasons mostly mm-hmm. because of a lack of faith but I mean like if Jesus can't heal people <laughs> no, if there is one person that ever walked this earth that can heal in the same way that Superman can fly <laughs> you know, whenever he wants to, um, it's Jesus. But I get very, very skeptical when I run into a person who calls himself a healer and says, I can heal anything every time. No. Especially when, when it's framed as sort of like a come at this time, we've scheduled the healings will be here from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Whereas it, it, it feels to me more like the stories we get in the New Testament. I'm thinking particularly like the book of Acts where you'll get stories where Peter, you know, was walking through town and people healed just by touching him. That That's not an everyday occurrence. And he doesn't say, well, I'm going to hold office hours, but more like when it happens, it's clear the spirit moving and seeing this is going to be the moment where this is and where those are those healings are also then used by the same spirit to draw people then into the community of the followers of Jesus. That it's not like um, it's it's for this this larger purpose of the the well being of the whole, not just to make a celebrity out of Peter or a celebrity out of out of somebody. And anytime yeah. that there's that healer becomes celebrity 
it, it doesn't it, it doesn't pass the smell test to me <laughs> yeah that's the other thing i'm very cautious of my friend who has this gift like he always turns it back to god it is not mark doing this it is god doing this through mark mm -hmm. you know uh i get very very cautious of those folks that you know healer turned celebrity you know well so and so I'm thinking of names, but I don't want to <laughs> necessarily <laughs> criticize a you know brother or sister in Christ. Um, heal me? No, God healed you. They happen right. to use this person, but sometimes it comes off as like you know, no, that person healed me. Right. And it's because that's how that person kind of phrased it. Right. You know. Right. 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 I I have this this moment um, sometimes uh, in Sunday morning worship. Um, when we are celebrating communion, which for us is, is every Sunday. And um, there are times when people come up and I'll, I'll you know, place the, the, the bread in their hand and say, the, the body of Christ given for you. Of course, now it's all through gloves, but the body of Christ given for you. And in our tradition, uh, I, I imagine this pretty widespread tradition, the, the appropriate response is amen, because it's sort of an affirmation. Yes, this is the body of Christ given for me. Every so often, someone will say, Thank you, <laughs> and and I want to stop them and go like I'm not really the one who gave this. I'm just I'm 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 like the 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 wait staff here. I'm I'm the server here, but Jesus is the host of this party. Jesus is really the one to be. And like it feels to me like every week I'm in that awkward spot of I happen to be the one who is was on wait staff today. I get to be your server today, but Jesus is the one who who is the one doing this gift. After all, it is Jesus mm -hmm. who gives himself to us, and maybe this gift of healing is that same kind of a, if it draws attention to the human who's involved, something has gone awry, whether they intended it to or unintentionally that happens, that's a place where correction is required. Um, and that instead it should be when something like this happens, the proper response is thank you, God, not thank mm -hmm. you, Phil, or thank you, Susan, for doing this, but nope, all, all God. <laughs> how, how do you know that they're not thanking God? Um, well, sometimes it's because they're little kids who are learning their manners and they think it's an accomplishment that they said, thank you. Like there, there are sometimes when like, I can, I, I can tell they like to look up with their mom and their dad, like, see, I'm saying thank you. Like you taught me. And so, so sometimes it's, it's the, the way they look at me, like with this, like, thank you for doing that. Like, mm, but you're right. That is, that is possible. More likely if I run into people who are thanking Jesus in that moment, they will say, thank you, Jesus, not Thank you. But yeah, that's possible too. I mean, that would also be a good, because I never know what to say when people <laughs> say thank you instead of amen. Yeah. I think that would be a really good um, way to kind of help correct people <laughs> or, or to steer them towards, a, a, you know, a, a thanking God instead of us by saying, yeah, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just I, kind of agree with them, but also like, well, like steering them towards like, you know, I don't really know who you were thanking, yeah. but like, don't thank me. Thank, thank God. Well, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't, in, in those moments, I don't stop the, the flow of communion and say, you're, you're doing it wrong. I, that's just a moment for me yeah. to smile and keep going. So that, that's not usually a moment where I, I stop and say, don't say thank you. Um, but it's in conversations I like this. What's that? I have, I have kind of, because usually I kneel for kids because uh, most churches I've served in have had the kneeling railing. Mm -hmm. So like with kids, I kneel in front of them. Mm -hmm. And so if kids say thank you, because I know that they're just learning, yeah, I might, depending on the age of the kid, I might correct them and say, 
you know, no say yeah. amen. Um, because again, with with kids, I they're, they're just learning and. Yeah. And yeah, it like without this becoming a whole conversation about communion. Yeah, for me, it's those are teachable moments in the when they're when we're doing the classes or when we're talking about things like that. But that same feeling of like being the one who gets to be this channel through which God's gift can be administered. There's this like, okay, this is definitely not about me. And at at their best, the people with this gift of healing would be in that same boat, I think, of this is not about me. And that might be a helpful way of um sorting out the snake oil salesman from the um the 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 people who generally have been gifted by the spirit and when when you're able to be simply a conduit and not be like i've got this magic power come and see me during my office hours but instead when it happens boy and and maybe it's even that that element of surprise of i i don't even know how god's going to answer uh this prayer except that i'm going to ask and and let god do what god's going to do Okay, can I ask a question about miracles? Please do. I'm steering us now towards the second part of our episode. But, Good um, thought. So I, I don't know if it's so much a question or as a wrestling, right? Because as we defined its spiritual gifts early on in the series of um, it's something that somebody does that glorif- that's like from God, glorifies God and is for the people or the community or um so with miracles i think i've heard this one attributed more towards just like this miraculous thing happened as opposed to like somebody did something or you know i guess i guess all i could think of is like the the things that roman catholic people do and it counts towards if they're ever sainted uh, yeah, the, like the, there's a whole way for that to get spun out into the, the whole cult around the saints. And that that right. seems doubtful that that's what Paul's talking about, at least, huh? Right. As opposed to like, uh, for example, my, my youngest son, when he was born, he had to spend a couple of days in the NICU um, because he got some fluid in his lungs while he was being born, which is it's fairly common. But like hospitals usually send those babies to the NICU so that they could have more attention from skilled nurses and doctors and they're not in like the mother's room um and he was fine like he had the typical round of antibiotics and he didn't even like catch a cold or he he was fine he was a big healthy baby um but in a lot of ways because he was perfectly fine there's a part of me that wants to say, yes, that was miraculous. Like, even if he had gotten sick, I know he probably would have been fine because modern medicine, but like, he didn't, like, it didn't phase him at all. But by the way that we've been defining spiritual gifts as this miracle, as a spiritual gift, there wasn't anybody that like really laid hands on him and was all like, oh yes, like this is the miracle I'm going to do, which again is healing. But um, I would say that the gift of healing is a type of miracle. Um, That's not quite, you know, again, I don't think that's what we're talking about here with spiritual gifts. Like, and I don't know if I'm just trying to make a, there's a line between spiritual gift miracle and something miraculous. 
I don't I don't know if if I'll be any more help because I feel like a little bit muddled like you, but it feels to me like there are those times in life where human explanation and words fall apart and we don't have a way of processing what just happened, but we're all sure it happened. Um, and that 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 idea of there's again, sometimes where all you can say is thank you, God. And I don't know, you know, like like you're in that that close call car accident where you feel like, man, that, that, you know, that, that car should have clipped us or we could have been in that, you know, like, and, uh, you know, you narrowly avoid, you know, going off the rails or something, or, you know, sometimes even more, more outlandish, bizarre, unlikely things, but like where no other explanation is available to what, why did things go the way they do, except that you say, thank, thank you, God, and you move along, I guess. I, I, I'm, I'm nervous about trying to dissect a miracle. Well, even when we look at the, the miracles of the New Testament, and, and Sarah, you mentioned that healings are miracles. Yes, all healings are miracles. Not all miracles are healings. Um, if we look at Jesus's ministry, most of his miracles were healings. You know, I mean, you have the feeding of the 4,000, the feeding of the 5,000. That's, you know, the miracle of multiplication. But most of what Jesus did um in relationship to these gifts was was healing of the blind the lame the sick even resurrection is a form of healing mm -hmm. um we would probably put that more on the miraculous side of things um because that's bringing somebody back from the dead which you know i don't know of anybody personally who's ever done that um unlike knowing people that have healed others uh, or have had the gift of healing and been able to use that to bring healing to others um but this is one that I don't think, I don't think it's terribly common. And, and I guess I would say is also ripe for misuse or like, again, like yeah. there's that, there's that guardrail of man. There's lots of ways that that can get uh, abused or turned into look, someone does this, this, you know, show or, or uh, that kind of thing. Um, and it's, it's because of that wariness of, misusing or or mm -hmm. scams or things like that that turn out to be just snake oil that make me nervous when someone again if somebody points to themselves as i'm the work of miracles danger will robinson but that like they happen in this almost inexplicable unpredictable way and not like um on tuesday so and so will perform a miracle but more like something happens that you can't explain and all all you can do is to say thank you god for having worked somehow in this circumstance mm -hmm. through whatever humans you work through in your agency here and i think uh, so, so again it, it i don't ever I, I feel really uncomfortable with the idea of like saying no that's not a miracle to somebody um but at the same time, I really appreciate that the Roman Catholic Church has priests and cardinals who will actually investigate whether things in their system is considered a miracle. Um, because again, there are lots of people who either do stuff to try to scam other people or it's actually has a really reasonable explanation and it's not God doing the thing. Um, it brings to mind one of the early episodes of Dairy Girls from Netflix. I don't know if either of you have watched this, but it's about a bunch of teen girls in Ireland um, in the 1990s. And they all go to a Catholic school. And, you know, because they're Irish in, in the 90s, they're all like in Catholic families. And one of the girls, 
has to run up to the church and do something before school. And she's also walking her dog and her dog gets away from her and goes up to the choir loft and does what dogs do and is marking like urinating. And it runs down on the win the stained glass window and it makes it look like the Blessed Virgin Mary is crying. And so of course in the Roman Catholic Church, this is a big deal of an icon yeah. of especially the Blessed Virgin Mary cries, right? So like everybody's really excited about this weeping window. And so this girl who doesn't want to get in trouble for letting her dog in the church every night sneaks in and like reapplies liquid. I think, yeah. I think is how the episode goes, but eventually she gets found out and like hysterics ensue because it's a comedy. But um, there, there is in fact like a priest there trying to verify that this is an actual miracle and that it's not somebody trying to sell snake oil or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or turns out there's a like leaky pipe above the icon or something you know just making sure that everything's on the up and up um so so yeah i guess this long ramley story is also the fact that i think that weeping icons and i don't know if this is just because of my own piety i'm not sure that that would also fit in the whole definition of spiritual gifts because i don't see how that necessarily helps right people right. but then again i think other people might argue that it would strengthen their faith so like that's one of those like again tension places for me but i think right. that's just because my piety says well what does a crying icon right, right. like how is that miraculous like right. how is, I mean, other than like pictures don't usually weep yeah okay. I, go ahead erica i i see them in having family who's catholic we're supposed to be raised catholic like I struggle with those too, Sarah, I'll admit, like I, I struggle with some of the things that the Catholic church says are miracles. Um, I would not put an icon crying or a statue crying in the spiritual gift of miracles because it's not a physical person doing something. Um, but I had another thought and it's gone now. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> okay, it'll come back to me. I, I I appreciate the way you began to frame that though, Sarah, about like the, if our if if as as even our, our passage in, in First Corinthians started that all these are for the sake of the the good of the other, the good of the community, I'd be hard pressed to say, yeah, what what is the value for upbuilding uh the community if your picture of Mary is crying? And yet it's that very same sense of what's for the building up of the community that keeps me from feeling like my job is to smash it down. If, if somebody else, like, so if there's a local report of a shrine where the statue is weeping, somebody else's job may be the crime scene investigator to find out if this is real or not, but I'm okay with that's not my job. And I can be mm -hmm. in a place of God's allowed to work in all sorts of ways beyond my pay grade. And I, I, I guess I feel like for, for me as a pastor in a tradition that is not largely centered on, weeping icons um that i can say god's big enough to if god chooses to to work through such things i don't know how god's going to do that i'm not sure what the good is that would be accomplished of it so i'm going to do what i'm convinced i'm called to do and most days that doesn't involve gifts of healing or miracles either it's me muddling through ordinary life with other people who are muddling through ordinary life 
But every so often when we run across an experience that defies my ability to understand it or make sense of it, what do we do in those moments? But say, well, I don't have any more data than thank you, God, and be grateful for whatever good things have, have happened. And maybe that feels like it's fudging it or, or punting. Um, but I guess in, in most of my ordinary day-to-day life, that that's where I'm okay with landing. And I think, you know, in the Catholic church, when they uh, canonize someone as a saint and you have to have so many miracles that they performed in their lifetime or so many miracles or after their death, them. after the, okay. It's after their death. Is it, is there anything to do with it? Like when they were alive too, or is it just purely possible? But I mean, like, I know that there's, there are some times where the miracles that are, that are what get someone canonized are like, there was this vision of so-and-so saint or something like that that gets attributed to them. And it was after their death. Okay. Cause I was thinking, I was thinking there was something also in their life, but again, I was not actually raised Catholic. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I'm just going off of what I've heard from other people. Um, I think most of the, from my knowledge, most of the miracles associated with the saints of the Catholic church tend to do with healings. And we already said all healings are miracles, not all miracles are healings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that kind of, that helps me some, but I'm, I'm still, I'm very skeptical of the, the weeping statues and the, and the Jesus and the toast or whatever. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) I'm like, okay, that doesn't edify me. Right. But that's, you know, I, that's my tradition, you know, right, right, I don't right. put that much credit into, um, you know, but then there's parts of other traditions that I do, you know, put credit into and do believe it and do make part of my faith walk. So, yeah, I, I, and I, I guess, and may, maybe this feels like a decidedly unresolved place for, for me to land or for our conversation to wind up for all of our conversation today here, but like, it feels to me like that guardrails for me are not everything that claims to be a healing or a miracle is indeed a healing or a miracle. And on the other hand, I don't want to claim the arrogance to say nothing uh, that is beyond my ability to explain can happen. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the universe, uh, the universe that God made is full of mystery on its own. And on top of that, I believe in a God who is yet bigger than the universe and is able to, bend or adapt the rules that I think the universe operates by, even if without asking my permission. Um, That doesn't mean that I can predict it or say, because I want it to happen, God must make a miracle happen on Thursday. Um, But it means that I've got to live with a certain amount of humility in the face of that mystery. Um, And that gives me the grace. And when somebody says something miraculous happened, I can say, I'm so happy for you. Thank let's, let's thank God for this thing that happened that the doctors can't explain, but also to be ready to walk with people when they walk into the doctor's office saying, I was hoping for a miracle and I didn't get one. Yeah. That, that also happens too. And that's Mm -hmm. not God's failure. That's sometimes how the world is. So we're going to wade into more conversation next time uh, here on crazy faith talk, but we hope you'll join us as we're looking at the spiritual gifts. Thanks for being with us today, everybody. Yeah. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.